Hey, welcome to Reckless Speculation. It's your good friend. It's your pal. It's your compadre. It's TC, everybody. How you doing? Actually, NFL. Wait, did I say that before? I don't remember. <laughs> it's, uh, did I say Reckless Speculation? Hang on, let me get Matt on the line here. Matt, did I say NFL Reckless Speculation or Reckless Speculation when I started? I thought I heard reckless speculation. Yeah, so, so reckless speculation, NFL style. We're talking about the NFL with uh, Matt Johnson, who is one of the editors at sportsnot.com. Uh, the behemoth, the juggernaut, the uh, the little train. What, what, what's the? Was, we were doing uh, nursery school rhymes before the show with Andrew Dice Clay, but now I don't remember the uh, little train that could, or I, I don't remember how that one goes. The little sight that could. I don't know. Something along those lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can follow Matt on uh, Twitter. It's MattJ underscore sports on Twitter. How you doing, buddy boy? It's your first time on the show, the maiden voyage for you. It is indeed. You know, always good to, you know, get the first time out of the way. You know, just a great experience. And, you know, it's for me, it's kind of like that proving ground. You know, NFL Combine just wrapped up. The prospects, that was their proving ground. My first time here, this is my proving ground. We have to get my 40 in, see how I do. Exactly. Hopefully, you're not going to talk and you're not going to pull a Trey Adams on us. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> not. I'll try not to. Well, what about that story? He's asked uh, if he'd change anything about himself, and he said he'd wish he had a bigger dick. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, there's been back questions about him, so it's clearly not that that's weighing him down with back questions. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> ah, crap. What position? Once again, we're opening ourselves up here. What position does uh, young uh, Trey play? He plays offensive tackle, so he's a big believer in protection. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Very, very nice. Now, that wasn't as good as the back one, but still, that's that's pretty good. So let, let's let's talk about the uh, combine. Ironically, you were in Indianapolis this past weekend because you're moving there, right? I am indeed, and you know, Indianapolis was buzzing. There was. Everywhere you looked, it was NFL this, NFL that, and everyone was talking about the big names, the big rumors, everything going on, and now I'm going to be the big name in Indianapolis. No, no, not really. (laughs) Not really, but I like to think of it. What did you think of Indy? Was this your first time in Indy, and why are you moving to Indianapolis? It was my first time in Indy, and I must say, you know, it was a little bit cold, but the city is incredible. Just some of the architecture they have there, the food there, the people are incredibly friendly. And being downtown, it was an incredible experience that I couldn't recommend enough. I just, I'm looking forward to everything about Indianapolis. As for moving, I love sports. I want to be in a town that embraces sports and everything about it. And Indianapolis, after visiting there, it's the perfect place. You, you told me uh, that there's some big events coming up. Obviously, the is is it every year the Big Ten Championship is in Indianapolis? Is that right? Uh, I believe, you know, they have the Big Ten Championship. Next year, they're going to have the NBA All-Star Game. They're going to host the Final Four. Obviously, they have the Combine every year. And they're talking about more events because it is one thing you can – say everyone who's been there says this city knows how to do big sports events and they continue to prove it every year very nice 
I always thought the NBA All-Star Game was perpetually in New Orleans these days because it seems like it was in New Orleans like every other year for like 10 years. But uh, I'm glad that they're mixing it up a little bit. Chicago and now Indy. So. And you're not that far from Chicago, right? So how, how, how yeah. long of a drive is it from uh, Indy to Chicago? It's about a three-and-a-half-hour drive, four hours, depending on how fast you go. And then to Detroit? Have you, have you checked to see how far it is from Indy to Detroit? It's not too far from Detroit. It's pretty close to, you know, if I wanted to see Giannis or Aaron Rodgers, I could go to Wisconsin. It's even St. Louis, a few hours drive away. It is, if you want to see go, go see a big team, whether it's college sports or NFL or NBA, it's all available. What about the Browns and the Bengals? Are you within a day's drive? <laughs> You know, it could be a 10-minute drive, and I'd, I'd question if I want to see the Bengals. I suppose, I suppose. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Combine. Then I want to circle back uh, towards the end of the show and talk about uh, uh, hot Italian beef sandwiches because uh, you're moving to Indy, and they've got some Portillo's there. Portillo's famous in Chicago. It's also uh, got some locations in Tempe here, but we'll hold off on that. So remind me about the hot uh, hot beef Italian which is not uh, apparently Trey Adams, unfortunately for him. Um, okay, so the name that I kept hearing, and we've got a mock, uh, the 2020 mock draft, a new version of the mock draft coming out on Thursday here at uh, Sports Not. And the name I kept hearing was this Isaiah Simmons, who basically is rocketing up the draft charts. And now this, uh, this always happens after the combine names go up and then they start to fade a little bit is this guy is this guy first and foremost why did he why did he rocket up the why was he in the consciousness i guess i'm going to ask that question first second is he going to drop back down to the pack and third who does he play for what does he play and what makes him special yeah, Isaiah Simmons, he's a guy who, even before the combine, people are talking about the kind of versatility he brings, the athlete he can be. NFL always looking for chess pieces, guys that can move around the field. So, you know, many teams thought, hey, could Isaiah Simmons be this guy? He showed up to the combine. Oh, my goodness. We're talking about a six foot four linebacker or safety. He ran the 40-yard dash, probably the biggest testing drill that everyone likes to focus on. When a guy runs a 4-5, whether it's a running back or receiver, people get excited. Isaiah Simmons ran a 4-3-9, which was faster than about any other player at the combine, including running backs, including receivers. You're talking about someone who is so much faster than everyone on the football field. And he can play any position you want. He can play corner. He can play safety. He can play linebacker. He is everything the NFL is looking for. And that's why a guy a few months ago, people thought, hey, maybe he'll be a first-round pick. Maybe he'll be a top 25 pick. We're now looking at a player who's going to be a top five pick when the NFL draft rolls around because of his speed, because of his versatility. But can he tackle? Can he take an angle? Can he defend the ball? I mean, speed is one thing, but it's like throwing a baseball 90 miles an hour. A lot of people can throw a baseball 90 miles an hour in high school, but doesn't mean you can move locations and change speeds, right? Right, absolutely. And, you know, you'll see when some of, this, some of these guys in the draft, the tackling is a big question. For instance, LSU safety Grant Delpit 
tackling is a big question for him. But with Isaiah Simmons, you're talking about a guy who can get to the passer. He can rack up sacks because he knows how to time the snap. He, if he's dropping back as a safety, he knows how to read the quarterback's eyes, react quickly to grab the football and go for a pick six. He is the type of difference maker who will be a star in the NFL the moment he arrives on the field. We saw Derwin James become an all-pro caliber player. When NFL teams see Isaiah Simmons, that's exactly what they see. Derwin James, that's a pretty high compliment. Where did, where, who's, he, who's he playing with now? It's not familiar to me. Los Angeles Chargers. He, he oh, was the Chargers. a guy yes, yes. hybrid okay. role. Yeah, yeah. And he was out of Florida? or where was Florida he? State. Yeah, Florida State. Okay, yeah, yeah. I knew, the, I knew the college team. I didn't know who he was playing for in the pros, unfortunately, because, well... The Los Angeles Chargers are just kind of an afterthought at this point, I suppose. So, Yeah. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at, is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. All right, well, that's cool regarding Simmons. Uh, hey, make sure you, um, well, if, if you're digging on the podcast, you're listening to it for the first time, you can uh, subscribe to it on Spotify. Yes, on Spotify, that sexy uh, beast that used to just play music. Now they do podcasts as well, and it's a great platform. Also, Apple has their platform. You, c- you can subscribe there if you're an iPhone user or an iPad user. And then... Uh, the S10 from uh, Samsung uh, brings you Google, so you can uh, subscribe to the show uh, via Google. What is your technology of choice? If you had to give up, well, let's see. I, I need to make this fair for Spotify. Would you rather have Spotify or Apple iTunes and podcasts there, or would you rather have... This is kind of a binge kill chill to bring in another show that uh, I'm hosting. And you can check out Binge Chill Chill on Spotify, <laughs> Apple, and Google if you like. But which would you binge kill chill? Samsung, Spotify, or let's see, what was the last one? Apple. So binge is mean, yeah, it's you're all about it. Chill means that, hey, if you're not getting any love in that night, well, then you'll uh, use that platform and kill means obviously you want to get rid of the platform; it's useless. Which one would you between uh, Apple, Spotify, and Google? You know, I would. Uh, it's tough because I I do love Apple, but in terms of you know I I gotta go with Spotify for binge because it's just said number one thing: you want podcasts, it's got you covered. You want the music playlist when you're working out or relaxing, it's got you covered. It's got everything. I love it. You're like doing a little commercial. It's got you covered, man. All right. And then what That's would you what, what would you kill? Oh, there you go. Or chill. I I would chill with Apple because I mean, you know, I gotta love the thing that 
I use so regularly in my daily life. I gotta love the thing that, you know, sometimes if I'm on the road, I want to use it, whether I'm going or, of course, Apple Podcasts, a go to for me, a thing I rely on constantly for more information. And of course, for our audience, they can rely on as well. So that would be my chill, just a nice, relaxing evening. Nothing special, but just relax <laughs> with the podcast. Okay, I get it. I get it. You're going to relax uh, Trey Adams style or Joe Burrow style? I don't, I don't know. It's too much. We'll go Joe Burrow. <laughs> okay. Small hands. Yeah, that's what I was. I was joking with uh, joking with Vincent, who's been on the show uh, the first couple of episodes, and and Matt is that we get <laughs> Trey Adams is uh, well manhood together with Joe Burrow's small hands. Things wouldn't be a problem for Trey. It wouldn't, but you know, you can't have everything. <laughs> I guess you're yeah. killing. I guess you're killing uh, Google then. So because you're killing Google, I'm going to just go ahead and kill Google Search and YouTube. So. You just cost yourself a lot of stuff there, buddy. I hope you realize And that. it's gone. And it's done. All right. Let's uh who so who was the big surprise? It was was Isaiah Simmons a big surprise at the combine, or was there uh another kind of name that just really just just leaped up the uh mock draft boards, in your opinion? You know, I would say on the offensive side of the ball, two guys who stood out, you know, offensive linemen don't get a lot of love. But Tristan Wirth out of Iowa, when you're an offensive tackle, 320 pounds, and you can run a 40-yard dash faster than some tight ends, you have the type of athleticism that just – I mean, the things he did at this, the combine, people weren't just talking about him being, oh, he had a great combine. He was talked about as having one of the most historically dominant NFL combine performances in the history of the event. Because the things he does, the athleticism he has, he is going to be a top 10 draft pick. We're probably, you know, you mentioned we have our mock draft coming out. People will see it. This is not a player who's going to get outside of the top 10 picks. If he falls to the Cleveland Browns at number 10, it's going to be the fastest decision they ever made because they, hey, they got to protect Baker Mayfield and Tristan Wirfs. My goodness. The, what he did, he's going to be that top 10 guy. It seems like a lot of offensive uh, linemen are just kind of shooting up the uh, draft boards now. Does that happen every year? or And what happens is that the quarterbacks and the running backs and start getting picked and then the offensive linemen start drafting? Or is it all about the offensive linemen because it's such a valuable position? It really is. And, you know, it gets into this. It kind of gets into an issue that we've seen in the NFL in recent years where, for instance, Andrew Luck retiring shockingly because, you know, the injuries and hits he took. The Colts didn't address the offensive line the way they should have when they had Andrew Luck. NFL teams are now starting to learn their lesson. We need to protect our franchise quarterback, whether it's Arizona Cardinals protecting Kyler Murray, whether it's Cleveland protecting Baker Mayfield, whether it's the Carolina Panthers protecting whoever their quarterback is going to be, potentially Trevor Lawrence in 2021. All right. You need to build that offensive line, and that's why you're seeing all these offensive tackles especially in the draft loaded with athletes. I mean, there were some other guys who just Becky Becton out of Louisville blew up at the combine. So many of these elite and by offensive line standards, athletes really stood out. And now we're talking about potentially five, six going within the top 12 picks. And what about a disappointment? Was there anybody that uh, disappointed at the combine? I know that, uh, 
Jeff uh, Okunda. Is that how this? Jeff Okuda. Okuda, yeah. I know he he had some health issues, right? Is 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 he falling down the draft board now? Yeah, Okuda. So it seems like because obviously you know he had the scary fall with neck injury, which is really scaring a lot of people. But it seems like he's going to come out of that with an okay bill of health. As for guys who struggled, there's a lot to choose from. I mean, you mentioned Trey Adams. There's there's a few things he's not <laughs> going to be proud of, including his combine performance. <laughs> he was slow. He was, you know, obviously Rich Eisen does his combine run every year for St. Jude's Hospital. He was Trey Adams was Rich Eisen slow in his forty yard dash. <laughs> well, that's not good. That's Rich Eisen's got to be like eighty five now. Yeah, and he's running in a suit. Trey Adams has been preparing for this for months, so it's not good for him. Another guy who really disappointed, and you know it's unfortunate because even a month ago he was considered a top ten lock. AJ Epinesa, an edge rusher from Iowa. People were really thinking, oh, he can be that next great edge rusher. But now he might not be a first round pick. If you look at his testing numbers, he couldn't even break a five second 40 yard dash. He didn't show any explosiveness. When they did the agility drills to see how fluid a guy's hips are, if he can bend easily, get around the edge, he struggled there too. He looks like a player who is going to really struggle at the NFL level against far more athletic competition. We just mentioned it with these offensive tackles who are far more athletic. He doesn't bring that to the table. And if you don't have that, you're going to fall. And man, the difference in a paycheck for a top 10 pick and going down to top 50 is staggering. And it's going to, this combine costs him a lot of money. Wow. Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM, with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day. Hey everyone, this is Sharon Waxman. I'm the founder and the editor-in-chief of The Wrap, the premier news source for daily coverage of the entertainment industry. I'm also your host of this new podcast, The Wrap Up, a show that gives you an insider's look at the top stories in Hollywood. Each week, we'll bring you the latest news on the business of movies, TV, streaming, and tech. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you each week on The Wrap Up. Hey, you can follow Matt if you're digging on his vibe at uh, MattJ underscore sports on Twitter. I'm uh, HeyTC on Twitter, and you can, of course, follow SportsNot on Twitter for all the daily headlines, especially around the NFL, because we love ourselves uh, some NFL. It's all about the NFL. I wish I was talking to a buddy of mine in uh, England today, and we were talking about the Premier League. 38-week season. Oh, my God. What I would give to have an NFL season last 38 weeks. That would be so awesome. American sports is so lazy, Matt. I can't take it anymore. However, what I can take is seeing my boy, Antoine Winfield Jr., climbing the draft boards, the safety out of Minnesota. I was honestly a little shocked when the first draft, the mock draft, Sports Knots mock draft came out and no mention of Antoine. Today, I've gotten a preview of what Thursday's uh, 
Thursday's uh, mock draft will look like, and I see that Antoine has cracked the top 32. So I'm, uh, I like to see that. I've, I, I was a big fan of his dad when he played in Buffalo and with the Vikings, and now coming out of Minnesota, uh, it's good to see Antoine uh, do something there. He's moving up. Is how, do, how does he compare to uh, Grant Delpit or uh, Xavier McKinney? Uh, the two big uh, safeties in the draft, one from LSU, one from Alabama, respectively. Yeah, you know, you got to give it to Winfield Jr. because he came into this combine. He really wanted to prove himself. Minnesota, despite the Golden Gophers having a great year, didn't get as much of attention just because he's at a smaller program. He's not at an Alabama. He's not at an LSU. But he came in, he proved that he's healthy, and he proved his playmaking ability we saw it, you know, covering college football last year. He did incredible things. He was a turnover machine. His instincts, his reaction, his athleticism. He brings all of that to the table. We're talking about a free safety who is going to make an immediate impact as a rookie. And at a time when, you know, this is a passing league. Teams didn't want to stop the pass. Antoine Winfield Jr. can do absolutely that. And that's why his name is rising up the draft boards. And really, he, the case between him and Grant Delpit, you got some arguments there. Nice. You, and it's really emerging. You know, one of the things that I like about Antoine is that, and I'm not saying this so, realize I'm not calling him Ed Reed, but I think, you know, he's got that instinct for the football like Ed had, uh, who I thought was a beautiful safety. I remember I was in a, I was in a, it wasn't fantasy league. It was like a, it was like a, well, it was, it was basically, it was like these board games and stuff and computer board games where you basically draft the whole NFL. It's like a simulation league. Mm-hmm. And I remember we, we would draft players and the, so it, you had the simulation league that you'd keep your, you'd keep your players in every year and, you know, there'd be a salary cap and all that stuff. Nerding out, you know, like uh, us nerd boys do. And then we would also have a draft right after the actual draft in the NFL or right around that same time. And I remember going back one year uh, when Ed Reed came out of college, it was between him and Lamont Thompson. I was going to take a safety with my second pick, uh, second over, not sec- second round pick. Uh, and I, I, you know, I had a day because, you know, you draft the first round in one day and then you draft the second round the next day. So I had a night to deal with who should I take, Lamont Thompson or Ed Reed? Who do you think I took? You remember um, Lamont Thompson? He went to Cincinnati, oh. by the way. Oh. He wow. wasn't a good pro. Um, no. Take a guess. Who did I take, Lamont Thompson or Ed Reed? I'm going to hope you took Ed Reed. I'm crossing I, my fingers. I, I did take Ed Reed. Thank goodness. Lamont <laughs> Thompson goodness. was out of football in like three years because Cincinnati, you know, they're Cincinnati. So anyways, yeah. that's my uh, little love for Antoine Winfield. Speaking of Cincinnati, one of the things uh, we had a kind of a story blow up on uh, Twitter about Andy Dalton and a second round pick. And a lot, I saw a lot of Bengals fans actually talking that they're okay potentially trading out of that number one spot, but the guy that they want, which is kind of weird, is they want Patrick Queen out of LSU, the linebacker. Um, what do you know about that guy? And I'm just, it was weird because there was like three or four people that mentioned this guy independently, and it was like, wait, what? Am I missing something here? 
I gotta tell you, and this is he's a guy that there's a lot of divided opinions on, but from watching what he did for LSU's defense leading up to that national title, oh, buddy, I, my heart pitter patters. I, I think I'm in love because <laughs> it's just the things he does on the football field. I just, oh boy, you talk about. I mean, you look at a team like Green Bay Packers. They struggled mightily stopping the run, covering tight ends. They got run all over in that NFC Championship game. They need speed at linebacker. Patrick Queen, he brings all of that and more. And we're not just talking about speed either. We're talking about instincts to react quickly. We're talking about the intelligence. We're talking about a leader. We're talking about a guy who just knows how to play the position. I mean, there's a reason he draws a lot of comparisons to Thomas Davis, who has had a lengthy, incredible NFL career. And that's why Patrick Queen, you know, he's he's going to be a first-round pick. And depending on where he lands, he's going to be an impact Pro Bowl player pretty soon in his career. I get why the Bengals love him. I get why fans want him. Though I must say, get, get that tiny hands Joe Burrow first, <laughs> Bengals. Yeah, maybe they'll take. Uh, maybe they'll end up passing on Pat McQueen, and they'll end up taking Trey Adams in the second round. <laughs> the perfect pair. Yeah, that'd be the perfect pair. All right. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to talk about hot Italian beef. Um, I was telling you on Slack uh, last night uh, after you got back from Indy that uh, I just yesterday the wife and I went up to uh, Tempe, right near the Cub Stadium, Sloan Park where the club Cubs do their spring training. There's a lot of Chicago. There's a, because the White Sox train here, but mostly because the Cubs train here, there's a lot of people that retire from Chicago or they decide that, hey, I've got this great franchise like Portillo's or Lou Malnati's or Giordano's. I'm going to open up a restaurant in Phoenix as well. So we benefit from that. The great thing about Phoenix, I guess, is you get all kinds of different people, especially from the north so chicago new york a lot of new york pizza places here that are great people retire here and they just you know you know it's good weather i guess except when it's 115 well one of the places is a place called portillo's um out of chicago they do a hell of a hell of an italian beef sandwich and you can get it uh wet or, you know, basically with extra gravy. And when they say gravy at this place, they mean kind of like it's it's not really gravy in the traditional sense. Uh, it's 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 like Italian gravy. So there, in my mind, there's two types of Italian gravy. There's the spaghetti sauce, which Italians tend to call gravy. Good gravy tonight, as they'd say in Goodfellas. And then there's this gravy, which is, is, which is very almost like a liquid gravy with kind of seasonings and stuff and the grease from the mm. Italian beef and stuff. And... I got to say, man, these sandwiches, I've just discovered them in the last, I don't know, well, probably two months. I love them, man. I shouldn't be eating. I'm trying to do keto, man. Uh, but these sandwiches are unbelievable. Then you can put some sweet peppers on top of them and oh. then also some jardinere. Do you know what jardinere is? Because I really don't know what jardinere is, but it's really good. Oh, it's... I, I, you know, you mentioned it last night. And I was just like, oh, okay, I know. One of the first things I'm going to do when I settle in, I'm just, honestly, I'm, I might wait to get to bed. I might head there first, you know, get, just get as much as I can. And then I'll, 
I'll handle the moving in stuff later. But the food, I need that. Exactly. Uh, they got Chicago dogs there too. This 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 is this place is crazy. At least in Tempe, it's crazy because it's just it's so busy now. Granted, a Cubs game was just letting out, and there's a line, and oh, it's just there's no parking. But it's it's a wonderful place. The sandwiches are great. They got great crinkle cut fries if you like crinkle cut oh, fries. Yes. Um, and then uh, I know they got a good Chicago dog, as I mentioned, and stuff like that. And they got some other stuff on the menu, um, but. It's all about the Italian beef. Have you ever had an Italian hot Italian beef uh, sandwich, Matt? It's it's been too long. Oh, okay. It's been too long. Yeah. So get it with the sweet and the hot peppers, is my opinion. Um, oh. So I noticed I, I ended up looking up uh, because they're in Chicago. I said, well, I should I should see if they're in Indianapolis because Matt's moving there, and sure enough, they are there. So um, two thumbs up on. Uh, Portillo's. If you if you have the means and you want to check it out, uh, make sure you. Uh, they're not they're not a sponsorship. I just love food, man. I just uh, I gotta get me some Shake Shack. I gotta get me some uh, Portillo's. All, all of it. Exactly. All of it. So, oh. anyways, all right. Oh, are you okay man. over there? You like oh, yeah, I was just enjoying hearing about the grave. Oh my goodness, I had, I have to. Yeah, and I guess if 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 you really want it, what's what's funny about this is that you know you can get it dipped too. So they just dip the whole thing in the uh, in the gravy, quote unquote, and so it's wet and it's soggy. And, you know, most people like my wife, she doesn't like soggy food. You know, you know, like uh, cereal. No, got it's got to be crunchy. You know, I myself don't mind soggy cornflakes, but. In this case, it's just like the the gravy is so good. So if the bread gets soggy, it's just like oh, it's even better. It's it's oh, just crazy. Just so, soaks in. Oh yeah. So anyways, enough of uh, enough of that talk. So biggest takeaway is is Joe Burrow still the number one pick uh, after the combine? Joe Burrow is still the number one pick unless the Bengals find a way to screw this up. But I please don't screw this up, Bengals. Please don't. Don't screw this up. Well, as I talked to Vincent about, they could get a hell of a take from uh, a number of uh, teams if they wanted to trade down. And uh, I don't know. And, and you know, here's what they could do. Look at it this way: you, you just talked about, you mentioned Trevor Lawrence. They trade down and they, you know, pick up a guy like Tristan Wirfs. Is that how you say it? Wirfs. Yeah. yeah. Or or even um, uh, uh, Becton out of uh, Louisville. And and then they land some more picks, and it increases their odds that they could go out and get uh, Trevor Lawrence next year. So I mean, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, is it is it not such a bad thing if uh, they trade down? If the Carolina Panthers are willing to tell you, we will give you, or the Miami Dolphins are willing to say, hey, we'll give you our first round pick this year, so you're getting a top six pick. We're gonna give you. Get your top seven pick for in Carolina's case, if they're willing to offer another second round pick, a third round pick, and a first round pick next year, signed, sealed, delivered, you can have Joe Burrow. I will build the depth and foundation my team needs. So in 2021, I can get Trevor Lawrence at quarterback <laughs> and he will be in a position to thrive right away and my organization will be happy. And then, then you go out and get the worst. You trade Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton is not a bad quarterback. He's just on a bad team, it seems to me, that can't win in the yeah. playoffs. Marvin Lewis, and um, but yeah, so so you go out and get the worst quarterback in football, and I don't know who that is. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's Dwayne Haskins. Maybe Washington wants to dump out a Dwayne Haskins. Maybe it's uh, 
I don't know who it is. I mean, there's Matt McGlowan from the XFL or whatever his name is. You can sign him, and then you just tank it. Oh, and 16. Hello, Trevor. Maybe Tim Tebow's available. You know, you'll, you'll get Tebow's not that, that good. Too. Yeah, yeah, he's not that good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, or I know what you do. You get Tebow, Johnny Football, Colin Kaepernick. You let them all start five games, and then you let, uh, I don't know, uh, Matt McGlowan start one, and then you're pretty much 0-16 at that point. So I love it. Yep, there you go. All right, big show in the book. It's TC, everybody. Thanks for listening to Reckless Speculation. I'll see you in the emergency room. Smartphones have made it easier than ever to capture the moments that matter most in our lives. But all too often, those memories end up stuck on our devices or in the cloud. Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand-assembled in the USA in our solar-powered facility, Fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. They also make thoughtful gifts. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 in your cart to get 15% off your order. Focus on moments that matter with Fracture Glass Prints.